0: Good evening everyone and welcome to ATP Live Monday. I hope you can hear me and you can see me. Uh just let me know. Uh welcome everyone. I am Dr. Boyde, and I'm Dr. Wimisala and and now going to be admin to this session and what it entails is for us to answer your questions on child health issues as many as we can in the next one hour. So as we're starting, I will encourage you to share the video. Uh, invite friends and family to join us. Uh, you can watch me on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, anywhere you are, just get somebody to join you. So let's share the videos, and I hope somebody will join me in the uh for the Facebook session. Hopefully we'll hope she will manage to join us later. But let's continue in the meantime. So I'm just going to try and share the videos uh, on all our Facebook groups and make sure everybody can see and can hear. All right you're welcome. So Welcome, everyone. Uh, Just give me a few minutes to share the video to our Facebook groups. Um, And then we can start. I just want to make sure nobody mixes out. Welcome, everyone. So if you are on the Ask the Pediatricians Facebook group proper, you can just drop your questions straight on, on the group. But if you're in any of the other groups, like ATP Still a Mom or um, ATP Family, you will need to click on the videos to be able to see me. I mean, to be able to drop your questions. But if you don't have questions, you're just watching, you can just watch in the group. Uh, but if you want to ask question, then you will need to navigate to the video, to drop your question. Uh, but if you're on ATP Traditions Facebook group proper, you can just um, you can just uh, drop your question straight on, on under the uh, under the comment section, and I'll be able to see your video. I mean, I'll be able to see your question. I beg your pardon. All right, okay, and also on Instagram, you can also drop your questions. Um, Okay, I think I'm just using this five minutes to quickly make sure that's all the members can see the video okay i guess that is all and then we can start now okay i can see a few people already watching thank you so much for joining me or you're watching from so please drop your questions Uh, This program is brought to you by Axe the Pediatricians Foundation. And um, Pediatricians Foundation is committed to the health and welfare of of children globally. But more importantly, those in Africa. And we started from Nigeria, but now we're also in Ghana. And we look forward to reaching more uh, children uh, in Africa and globally. Uh, One of the things we do is to provide health education and information and so we have our facebook groups um, on on pediatricians and we also have our ACP family and we also have our uh, ATP still a mom, so the Facebook group provides for asking child health related questions, ATP family is for asking health issues for adults, and ATP still a mom is for supporting those who have suffered pregnancy or child losses, uh, we provide a psychological and emotional support so you can join all our groups. And you can ask your question in our groups 24 hours every day, except on Sunday. So even though this program is just for one hour, not to worry. If you didn't answer your question, just add straight to the any of our Facebook groups and you can ask your questions there. And our professionals, our moderators will be able to assist you. So you're welcome to join us. And we also encourage you to follow us on all our... Uh, social media handles. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube. You can learn a lot. We also have our website and you can read a lot of nice articles about child health issues on our website and you can also ask ask questions there as well. And of course, if you want to see any of our professionals for one-to-one chats or medical advice or consultation at a moderate fee. You can just send a message to our WhatsApp uh, number, and we'll be able to assist you for that. Okay, And of course, we are a nonprofit. We are a foundation. And we do medical outreaches every year, twice a year, actually, when we have ACP chapters in every state of Nigeria, including the FCC Abuja. So you can join to volunteer. You can also uh, be part of it. If you want to donate, uh, you can donate to our accounts, either in Nigeria, outside Nigeria. You can donate also on our website. We are a very affected organization, so uh, you can be sure that whatever you donate to ACP goes into those outreaches, which which is our outreach to the indigent uh, children. So those are ways by which you can support uh, ATP. So thank you so much uh, for joining us. So um, I think I've done enough introduction and enough intro. For those who don't know me, I'm Dr. Gwimisela Boyedi. I'm a pediatrician and I'm also the CEO of Ask the Pediatricians Foundation. And so I'm here today to answer questions. I hope to do this in one hour. So I'll try as much as possible to answer every question that comes in before 7 p.m. Nigerian time. Uh, But like I said, if we didn't answer your questions, don't be upset, in other words, if you come in late. but you can always ask your questions on our Facebook group from Mondays to Saturday, and it's 24 hours uh, every day. All right. So let's go straight to answering questions that have come in. I think today I'll just start with Instagram, people. All right. <laughs> My lights go off. Um, so uh, let me see. Do we have any questions on Instagram yet? <sighs> Good evening, Mina. Good evening, everyone. Okay, so show me for King. Yeah. Good evening. It's one of my consistent mom on Instagram. Uh say, can a six-month-old baby eat noodles? Okay, show me for king. I'm not sure whether you were on our Facebook group last week, because last week I did the very first group discussion and into some complimentary feeding. So I really advise anybody who is listening to me to head over to our Facebook group. I did this as a live audio, so I spoke, and it's, it's, kept, it's recorded, and so you can listen to it. I took time to talk about what is complimentary feeding because this is one thing that parents struggle with. And when we analyze all the questions we get on our Facebook groups, uh, before, we usually don't do that, but... Recently, Facebook introduced what they call um, topics. So you can, for every question you answer, you can put a topic like, what is the question about? And we found that we've had about, in the last one year or so, about over 7,000, around 80 questions on complementary feeding. It's the number one. It is one topic that parents ask a lot of questions about. So I took my time to make sure that was our first group discussion for this year. And I think I don't want to be answering questions, can a baby eat this? Can a baby eat that? can uh, all those kind of questions. I think the best thing is first to understand why we are feeding our baby to understand what complementary feeding is and what it is not. So you you need to understand that first. If we If you understand the principle, which is what we really talked about uh, last week and Wednesday day, uh, you will not need to ask some of these questions. That's the number one. And then it make it easier for you to navigate that journey because obviously many parents don't have problem with the first six months because it's just the same breast milk all the time on demand. But when you get after six months, your baby does not need only breast milk; it won't be enough. Your baby need all the food, and so what your baby needs to eat is if it's food that will supply all the different kinds of nutrients. So it is not just like one particular food that your baby should be eating. So we want you to understand the principle first behind complementary feeding. So I've done several group discussion on it, but I've just did one uh, last week, Wednesday. I want you guys to listen to it first. Two, we have a lot of videos on complementary feeding. i like you guys to watch it as well it's more important to understand principles, understand those kind. why we do things, why we do it. It will save you having to ask questions, because basically, you can ask me 1000 questions, can it be easier, can it be interest, can you be no. can maybe be this kind of, you know, you? if you keep doing that, we will not be able to answer all those kind of questions. But if you understand what you're trying to do, then it will be easier for you. And then you also understand when you're starting complementary feeding, how do you start? What What kind of texture of food can you give? How often do you give it? What quantity? Those kind of questions, you really need to understand it first. So if I want to answer a question like I was telling them last week on the live audio, there's no food that your baby cannot eat. So the question is, how do you present it? And the question is, what is the nutrients in that particular food? So I won't say give your baby only noodles or give your baby only pap. You need to know that. Pap alone is not going to meet all your baby's needs, so your baby cannot just take pap as a complete meal. It needs you need to add all those things along with it, so to make sure that there's the protein part, there's the fat part, there are food, the fruits, the vegetables, things that will supply vitamins, the minerals. So you need to understand that principle. So, uh, for anybody who has a baby, I would say before you start complementary feeding. Please go and listen to that audio. Go through our guide session on complementary feeding. It's very important. It's almost like I'm becoming a uh, <laughs> a, a what's it called now <laughs> when you when you keep on broken yeah, it's broken. So you keep on saying the same thing over again, but it's so so important that if we don't get it, we're going to run into trouble. And I know that when you run into trouble, you're going to end up on the pediatrician as well. So we don't want you to run into trouble. So I would say before you start any complimentary reading at six months, you need to go through that training first. Understand it, then you can start. There's no hurry. Maybe it's just six months, we are just about to start. And even when you're starting at six months, Complementary feeding is still going to be mostly breast milk. So the while you are now gradually adding other food to it, so those are that those that's that's important for us to understand. So for everybody that asks question on complementary feeding today, this is going to be my standard answer for you. I really want you to understand that because immediately you ask a question, I will know whether you've understood complementary feeding or not. So I hope that's helpful. Yeah. So I may not have answered your question directly, but I really don't want to just tell you this or that because you will keep on having to come and ask those kind of questions again. But if you go through the training and understand what complementary within is, how to go about it and all that, then you will have lots of peace of mind, you know, when it comes to complementary feeding. How that's helpful. Uh, Linda said, good evening. I just saw hair in my baby's pool. Okay, hope there's no problem. There's no problem. Baby, You baby may have put hair inside his mouth, and that's it. And uh, I noticed he started putting his hand in his mouth. He's 16 weeks old. There's nothing wrong with baby putting their hands in their mouth. Usually, sometimes they're about to start going through the sitting face and they are, you know, they need to itch their gums and all that. So just make sure that if a baby is putting his hand in his hair a lot, you need to be checking the hands and watching it with soap and water. Otherwise, maybe can swallow the hair, even your own hair. They can pull on your own hair and they can swallow it as well. And that's what we come out in the pool. But it's not something, we, as long as it's not something baby is doing all the time, uh, we will not worry about it. All right. Um, yes. Okay, dear, says, how often should a two-week-old baby feed? So a two-week-old baby should be on exclusive breastfeeding, and your baby should breastfeed on demand. So we don't put a time to it. As often as your baby is giving you cues, for breastfeeding, you should breastfeed. But that's not to mean that you will not say, so my baby is not showing signs that baby wants to breastfeed, then you don't breastfeed at all for like one, like maybe you breastfeed once in a day or no, no. So at least in, we expect that an average baby will want to breastfeed every two to three hours. Most of them two to three hours. So. That is how often, but that does not mean that if you feed now, your baby is asking for breast milk again in one hour, you should not give it. No, you keep on breastfeeding. So that's what we call on demand breastfeeding, and we should be able to know our baby skills. Yeah, now, uh, based on your question that your baby wants to stay on the breast all the time, now you need to understand that. Baby sucking is not just um, uh, on the breast, it's not just about feeding. There are many reasons why babies suck. So your baby wanting to be on the breast does not mean the baby is hungry, or the baby wants to, or the baby wants to feed, or it is just a matter of the father. Baby suck sometimes to feel their mother, they they want your closeness, they want as a form of bonding with you. Sometimes they also suck as a form of comfort. So sucking itself is something pleasurable it's not just about the make is the the activity of sucking itself uh it's comforting it's pleasurable for example when doctors want to do a procedure like if you want to take uh if you want to take blood sample from your baby sometimes we just make the baby suck on maybe like a glucose water or something so in the process of sucking we quickly take their blood and they will not even realize it because that process is something comforting for them so it's more like uh, so baby suck for all those all the reasons so that does not mean your baby is sucking for hunger and i know it's a little bit difficult but as a mom you should be able to figure out which one so sometimes your baby is already full and maybe still like want to remain on the breast then you know that what your baby just want is for you to like a comfort you can just hold the baby without necessarily breastfeeding them you know so those are all the things and uh, in my on our Facebook group, I've addressed the issue of the fact that every cry does not mean the baby is hungry, and does not mean the baby needs to suck. So you must be able to differentiate is it the cry from the baby is wet, from the cry from the baby is uh, tired, or or the cry from the baby wants to sleep, or the cry from the baby is bored. From, so, but sometimes mother just think every cry is feeding is hunger no it's not so those are the ways but so those are uh things that will help you to understand if not so maybe it will be on the breast 24 hours that doesn't mean they need to be eating 24 hours so you need to be able to understand that and uh, i hope you can figure it out all right um miss gracie say good evening doctor god bless you. Uh, amen. And um, my baby is nine months old and it's sitting presently, but instead of the teeth coming out in pairs, it is just one that is coming out. Okay, I'm not aware that there's any law that say the teeth must come out in pairs. There's no law like that. That is your own. Um, uh, how would I put it, uh, your you, you, uh, assumption, yeah. So that's an assumption and it's wrong. So sometimes when you just you just wake up, you see eight teeth all at once. Sometimes you may see one. So there's no law that say the teeth must come out in pairs. They don't have to come out in pairs. They don't have to come out one after the other. <laughs> just don't worry yourself. As long as these are coming out, there's no need to worry. And then Malara say, my baby back is spilling. I guess you mean the skin. And this has been occurring for the fourth time. She's 11 months. What do I do? And the question is, how are you taking care of your baby's skin? So baby's skin needs to be moisturized a lot. And usually we want you to use what we call hypoallergenic moisturiser. It means products that don't have a lot of chemicals in them so that your baby do not react to them. So things like your baby, uh, your blue seal vaccine, um, that is a vaccine without perfume. I'm just using your blue seal because it's the commonest brand that we all know. Or um, things like your shea butter, uh, things like uh, even your olive oil and things like that. So any product that doesn't have a lot of... that are natural or as close to natural as possible without as much chemicals you can use it on your skin and use it to moisturize your skin so if your skin is peeling it is either the skin is dry and you know so you need to do a lot more moisturising of the skin and use hypoallergenic products. Sometimes it could be a sign of some skin infection or skin disease, like some children with eczema, for example, and all that. So in that case, you may want to see, but those ones, apart from the skin peeling, you will see that the colour will be different. It may look you know, like too bright, You know, like what people call uh, Fanta and Coke body, that kind of picture. So in that case, you need to see, a skin doctor, a pediatrician, who can now recommend appropriate treatment for that. So, but the commonest reason why baby skin peels is because uh, the, the the skin is not well moisturized. Normally, the skin will peel because the babies change; they we all change our skin all the time. But you need to keep using moisturizer, and there'll be no problem. And uh, because I do see mothers who think, "Oh, I should not use cream on my baby's body," Oh, "I should not do this." There's a lot of belief system some of them that are not based on scientific facts or just because another mother said this there are people wrong with it and it's wrong so please just scream on your baby's body but make sure it is something gentle hypoallergenic something that your baby is not going to react to okay i think i'll go back to facebook now and then we'll come back again to instagram All right, so thank you so much. I can see Facebook is roaring with questions. Thank you, Ayodeli Thompson, Maria. Thank you. Happy New Year, Ayodeli Lola. Thank you. Uh, Some say, is castor oil good for constipation? And what else can I use for ages 8 years old? So for an 8-year-old, I'm not sure we recommend castor oil for constipation. Um, what we normally want for an 8-year-old is that you give them lots of water, you give them fruits and vegetables, a lot of that. Uh, in terms of drugs for constipation, we can use things like... Um, uh, we, we tend to use. Um, uh, there are drugs for constipation that we we tend to use. So we can use something like lactulose. We can use something like Movicol. Uh, even liquid paraffin. Just are examples. Just go to the pharmacy and they can give you one of those. Uh, drugs for constipation because actually constipation has to be treated first because there's no way the still will come out without using medication for constipation. They have to come out. But more importantly, after treating the initial episode of constipation, we need to prevent recurrence and that is where you need to make sure your child drinks a lot of water at least they should drink like six to eight cups of water sometimes we need to remind children sometimes we need to send reminder so they need to drink a lot of water in the daytime before uh, like at least 7 p.m and then you also need to make sure they don't just eat junk food they must eat a lot of food, food that has fiber fruits vegetables you know those are very good example then encourage them to have regular bowel habits so maybe first thing in the morning they go sit on the toilet so they get used to having regular bowel movements so those are the ways by which you can help them but if the constipation continues they sometimes some children just have um What do we call it now? Some children have some other medical issues for their recurrent constipation, and for such ones, you need to see uh, pediatricians for further management. Okay, thank you, Beatrice. Good evening. Good evening, Doris. Uh, Good evening. Thank you, Doris. Um, Okay, thank you, Thompson Maria. I think I've answered your question now. Okay, all right. Uh, Doris saying, My sewing hair. Doctor is having a virgin discharge. Oh, do you mean a vagina discharge? Um, should I be worried? Yes, I will be worried about every vagina discharge, but I want to ask small questions about the discharge. What is the color? What is uh is it like uh, white whitish or is it like cream or is it like brownish? What what is the color? Two. What is the smell like? Is it very foul-smelly and all that? Are there other symptoms that the child is itching the hair and all that? So those are the kind of questions I would like to ask you. Then I may want to send the, the discharge itself for a test in the lab to so you know whether it's a bacteria, it's a fungal, you know, those kind of things. So uh, the commonest reason why girls of this age will have vagina discharge is from the hygiene, it's pure hygiene. So you need to teach your girls that when they clean, when they use the toilet, you number know, one, some of them are always in a hurry, they don't clean properly. Two, some of them clean the wrong way. And I've even seen her do this. So when you want to clean, uh, maybe after a wee or a pool, they must clean from the front to the back. Some people want to clean, they clean from the back to the front, because in the back, that is where the anus, the pool area, there are lots of germs, bacteria there. So if you clean from the front to the back, you are going to introduce jams into the vagina area and that can cause infection and that can cause a discharge. So you must teach your girls how to clean from the front to the back. That's number one. Number two, they must change their panties every day. You know, some girls sometimes, if you're not monitoring them, they just keep using the same pants all the time, so you need to teach them. And preferably buy them cotton panties. Cotton panties, they are, uh, they allow hair, you know, not something too tight. Some, you know, cotton panties that allow air. you know, movements around that area. Otherwise, all these uh, silky panties, nylon panties, they tend to uh, reduce circulation of hair, and that also can predispose the children to infection. So the common reason why girls have vaginal diseases, vaginitis, it is it's not because they have been abused. I know mothers, you know, to panic a lot. So those are the things that, as a mom, you need to take care first. But if if you also observe other things, that you we also want to be sure the child has not been abused sexually. So usually, some of them, um, in that case, the child may also have, you know, you know, other. Uh, features that will worry you, you can always ask them anyway, if anybody has touched them down there or, you know, sometimes you may see some stain or bleeding and all those signs, so you need to also explore that. So uh, those are the things. If you're not sure, you can always send off my colleagues and have that conversation. They can examine the child for you and then teach you um, what to do and we can treat the child and, but more importantly, Prevention, hygiene, proper cleaning. They must clean up, even if it's just a weed, they must clean and they must wash their hands. They must change their panties regularly. They must sometimes some are so dirty, they need to change their panties twice a day. They must clean from the front to the back, you know, and use fancy panties a lot. Well. So those are the things I will recommend. But you should get the child evaluated first. It's very important. All right. Um Doctor, what is the cause of recurrent wheezing? Asthma is ruled out by a doctor. Who is the doctor that ruled out the asthma? So, if the doctor ruled out the asthma, then the doctor should also tell you what is the cause of wheezing. Because if a child is wheezing recurrently, asthma is still the number one reason. And I'm worried how a doctor ruled out asthma because the definition of asthma is the fact that a child is having recurrent wheezing episode requiring nebulization. So there's no way you're going to allow asthma that way. So uh, you need to go back, make sure you see a pediatrician. In a child who is having wheezing, you must see a pediatrician. Of course, there are other things that could make a child wheeze. So sometimes even, chest infection but they are not usually recurrent or sometimes some children even when they have pneumonia they whiz but we don't expect them to have recurrent pneumonia uh some children when they have heart problems you know but you know a doctor would have also picked up there are other things apart from the whizzing that you will see in a heart problem that will worry you so if a child is whizzing requiring for you to nebulize them or for them to use inhaler for them to get better they have asthma no doubt so please make sure you see a proper pediatrician first so that you can get because if you don't treat it properly asthma is a condition that is only parents treat asthma along with doctors because we won't be there when the child has an attack and as a parent you must know what to do so it is something we really need to be sure if the child has a diagnosis the child needs to be you need to know what it is you need to be able to treat it and it can kill because if if the child doesn't get attention on time you know, it's about, is a blocking of the hairway and all that. Then you need to make sure that you unblock the hairway quickly. So it is one of those conditions that we need parents to be part of the management. So we expect you to treat the child yourself even before you come to us. So it is a condition that has to be diagnosed if present. You need to know uh, what to do when the child is having an attack and all that. So it's very important. I'll recommend having a second opinion, seeing a pediatrician preferably uh, before Azumi. All right. I like you more with that Suleiman. Good evening. Thank you for the care. Thank you. May the Lord strengthen you. Amen. Uh, what do you think will cause itching of the body? My family had been fighting this issue. We went to the hospital. We prescribed a bottle of benzoid, which we all use and live. A week ago is back now with measles. I really don't understand. Um, I'm also trying to understand your question but what i can make out of it is that your doctors were treating you for um high dash or because that's what we tend to use benzoyl benzoid for uh, i really expect uh, one of the things i'm praying for in 2022 is that when you go to hospital and doctors give you medication they actually tell you what they're treating you for and i'm i'm encouraging us. I don't know whether we should start a campaign on that. You should ask your doctors. I'm really, really not happy. Uh, let me just put it frankly. I'm sick and tired of people telling me they are treating me for this. They gave me this drug and you don't know what you are being treated for. It is a wrong thing. Even if the doctors, obviously we may not be sure, but we should at least give you an idea because also i have given you a medication. It means we have thoughts of one or two or three things. So we should be able to tell you I'm thinking this is it this is i think it's this i think it's that it's very important for you also to ask that question so anytime you go to the hospital a doctor gives you the medication ask the doctor what are you treating me for or they give it to your child ask them what are you treating me for it's very important for you to know you have a right to know Uh, you have a right to know we hold you that responsibility to tell you i think your child has malaria i'm giving you anti-malaria drug oh i think your child has scabies i'm giving you this drug this is what you're supposed to do so that if that drug does not work, please come back to me. Then I will think it's something different. But if I don't tell you what it is I'm treating or what I'm thinking about, you will not know. So sometimes we treat you and you're not better. You need to come back to us. but and that will help us to know that, okay, maybe it's not what I initially thought of Because sometimes we have to think of two, three different things because we are not always 100% certain what is wrong because for example, that you say your child, your your you are thinking your child has measles. It's not measles. What you are calling measles is just skin rashes. Because you already told me that you guys were itching, and then you went to your doctor. They gave you something. Now you have rashes, and you're saying it's measles. That is not measles, obviously. But you see, um, anyway, let's let's leave that side. So basically, uh, there's something going on. I don't know whether you guys are allergic to something. Maybe you are reacting to something, or maybe there's some... Um, there are many things that could cause itching. So, and if it's affecting the whole family, if it's affecting the whole family, it must be something that can affect the whole family. So, number one thing I would think about is an allergic reaction, but do you have some skin rashes? Maybe there are some skin rashes that your doctor has seen that is making them think of scabies. Sometimes it's from the hair. We think about lice and all those kind of things. Those are the things we think about. So, you need to go back to the, doc- the doctor and ask them what they really think is going on. And the problem is that if we don't know what we're treating, we're going to give the wrong treatment. And for example, if you have allergy, for example, what we need to give is an anti-allergy medication to reduce the itching. But if we give you something else, that is not what we're supposed to see. You can even react more to that, and that will even worsen things. So I would really suggest the lucky market that you go back to the hospital, and have this conversation with doctor. Doctor, what do you think is wrong? What are you thinking and what are you treating us for so that they will be able to help you? Obviously, I've not seen you now, so you can only tell me it's itching, but seeing you, asking more questions will help us to know what is wrong and then advice. So it's not something we can do on on social media, so it's something that you really need to see your doctors for or go back or see another doctor, have a second, Opinion. All right. Thank you. Uh Sulika is saying good evening. My 16 weeks old baby has a vaccine today and she's been crying. Can I give prostamo? Yes, I believe so. You didn't tell me which vaccine, but I guess if your child is uncomfortable crying, it's okay. You can give prostamo a monitor. And if the child is not better, please go back to the hospital as well. Mary, uh a dog, good evening. As you get a link to complimentary feeding, so you can post this question on our Facebook group. One of our moderators will be able to help you with that. So, if any of them is on this, can you somebody else can help me put the link as a comment for you? But it's or if you check our uh, featured post in our Facebook group, you can see it as well. Okay, I like to see back saying my breastfeeding baby of 11 months is having high temperature. Um, the body is high in temperature, the waist down is, so the leg is very cold. Okay, what we normally do is that please use the thermometer to check the temperature. So usually when you tell me one part is hot, one part is cold, um, we just need, we need the temperature of what is inside. So use a the thermometer. I expect every mom, if you don't have your digital thermometer in 2022, please go and buy one. Uh, it's very. It's not that expensive. It's, it's less than your recharge card money. So go and buy one. So whenever you feel your child is hot or cold or whatever, just put the thermometer, check the temperature, and let us know that. So normal temperature is between thirty six point five to thirty seven point four. So if it is higher than thirty seven point five, yes, that is fever. Then you can give paracetamol. Then the question we need to ask is. What is the cause of the fever? Please, fever is not malaria because in Nigeria, people always just assume when you have fever, it means you have malaria. No, there are like one thousand and one things that can cause fever. So we now need to ask ourselves, what is the cause of the fever? Is it because the weather is even hot and your baby is wearing a thick clothes and he just not to remove the clothes? And then, or is it that the child is having an infection or malaria or any other infection, chest infection, hair infection, throat infection, infection in the urinary tract? any of them can cause fever so we need to know which it is, what it is and then we can treat properly so alajuma go first, first check the temperature if it's at 37.5 give paracetamol and then see your doctors i hope it's not the same baby that is itching with the rest of the family so you need to also check that um, Okay, Facebook users say, my three-year-old is having a current cough, mostly when sleeping. Okay, we have this cough episode almost on a monthly basis. What could be wrong? You need to see a doctor, probably a pediatrician. So if a child is having a current cough, especially at night, we said when sleeping. You didn't tell me whether sleeping at night or sleeping during the day. So it's very important because one of the things that we worry about in such children could be Um. Asthma, yes, asthma can also just present as cough only. you really a cough that happens at a specific time of the day and that is recurrent. Uh, also, some children that have some, you know, maybe, you know, adenoids or all those enlargement things that can, you know, they can also present this way. So you really need to see a doctor first so that they can do a thorough examination, evaluate the child, and you'll be able to advise properly on what is wrong. Okay, Facebook user say, My baby is three weeks, four months, uh, three weeks, four days, and on EBF, he has not pulled since last week or keeps fatting. What can I do to make my baby pull? Okay, there's nothing wrong with your baby not pulling every day for babies on exclusive breastfeeding. They can't really go for days or even up to two weeks without passing stool. There's nothing wrong with them. They are fine. Just keep breastfeeding. Then when they eventually pass the stool, you'll find out that it will still be normal, soft stool. So it is common in EPF babies for them not to pass stool because most of the breast milk is digested. Almost everything is absorbed. So they tend to accumulate the pool before they will eventually pass it. So you don't need to give the baby anything to make the baby pool. Please don't create problems. Don't look for what like I always tell my people. Don't look for what is not lost. So just let the baby be and keep breastfeeding only okay thank you oh do Allah say uh good evening happy new year happy new year to you too uh um, my son of four years has ringworm. okay and he has infected his sister of seven years old in the elbow okay we're using white cream, okay? What other drug can they use? Of course, there are other drugs they can use, but I don't prescribe drugs online, and I don't prescribe drugs on a Facebook program. So because there's a lot that goes into drugs prescription, we need to know, number one, the weight of your child. Two, we need to know whether your child has allergic reaction to those drugs. So please, I definitely say that because people just say, yo, go and buy this, go and buy that. Please don't. Follow such advice, they can create a lot of problems. There are lots more things that doctors think about when they write medication than you know. It's not just oh go and buy ampiclox or oh, go and buy this. No, there are lots more things that we think about when we are writing prescriptions. So prescription can never be done virtually, and there is no universal prescription for everybody. So it's not like oh just all of you go and use this. No, everybody's prescription is specific to them. And that is why if doctors prescribe drug for baby A, don't give it to Baby B, or don't copy and paste it for baby B when they seem to have the same symptoms. So, Odola, you need to see a doctor who will see your child, who will ask all the relevant questions and prescribe treatment for the uh fungal infection and the duration one thing that's also very important is that when we are treating it's not just to say go and use this drug the duration of the treatment also matters you know and there are every drug has side effects so when doctors prescribe drugs for you they need to tell you what are the side effects to watch out for which side effects should you just watch and wait which side effect do you need to stop the medication and see the doctor immediately. This is our conversation that must be happening when you are getting medication. So that is why nobody can, at least no good, no doctor who knows what they are doing, you should just tell you to go and use any medication just because you ask. You know, you don't do it that way. I hope that's helpful. Uh, good evening, what is the, what is the of tuangliasis? I'm not sure I really understand the question or the the what you're trying to ask. So I always tell parents or family or, or anybody that if any doctor uses any big medical jargon around you, the best person to ask is that doctor because sometimes you may think you've heard what they said, but you may not have you know gotten it properly. Like what you wrote now unglyasis i'm not sure i really understand this i'm not sure there's any medical word at least from my own medical experience like that but well, i may be wrong since new things happen every day so it's best to ask the same person the same medical professional, i use that jargon around you to explain it to you in every simple time okay how can i how can what happen outside 10 months old baby number one i take Offense, <laughs> I take personal offense to a 10 month old being called hostile. I don't, I guess that, I'm not sure that's what you want to use, but I guess you don't understand. But let me finish reading. So, I run a crutch where I have this baby that beats up every other baby. Okay, so this is a baby that has a behavior issue. Uh, a 10 month old baby is already beating up somebody. Why did I find that difficult to believe? Uh, because um, what could have caused this? And I have this baby because I don't want to send that away. Okay, so thank you so much for having asked the question. Number one, we don't use the word style" for a 10 month old baby. 10 months old baby, they don't even understand. That the concept of being hostile or all those things. You no, know, there's nothing like that. So that's the first thing. So this baby has a behavior issue, baby is seen other children. Yes. Yeah, so um now, children copy and paste. So most time children do things because they've seen it being done. And that is why we tell you mothers, please don't spank. Babies, I see mothers spanking six months old, but they don't understand why you are spanking them for. You are punishing babies for being babies. They don't even understand. They don't even have the capacity to understand. Most of them don't. Can only understand one word. Maybe they can understand their name. Maybe you know, go, no, those kind of words. So you expect them to understand <laughs> that you should not do this particular thing. They don't. So spare yourself all those explanation, and don't beat them. You are just actually creating, uh, you are causing more problems, you know. So this kind of baby that is going to the crutch and eating other children must have seen it's been done at home. You must have seen mom or dad eating other children, and the child thinks that that is what to do when you're frustrated with somebody, or when maybe the child may even think it's play for you to just eat other people because other people are doing it. So, what you need to do for this kind of a child is to take the child away from that situation. A 10 month old baby, do not understand. Oh, don't eat this person, don't eat that person. Set the child away from that situation and give the child something else to play with. Give the child a toy or something, yeah, distraction method. That is what we use at this age. So that is what you need to do for the for the child and have a conversation with the mom or any of the uh, or the carer and let them understand this and that. So the child does not is not doing with malicious intent, which is what you think is happening because you what the use of the word hostile means you already think this child is being malicious no a 10-month-old baby does not understand that so the child just do it as something you do it may even be the child's own way of trying to play with those other children not knowing you don't play nicely that way and you just think that's what because maybe that's what the child has seen at home so you can now teach the child the nice way to do you know, and or give the child a different choice to play with an alternative, you know, and model the right thing to do. So that's what I would expect at that um, age. Okay, how that's helpful, but that's part of your job as somebody who runs a crash to understand child development, how children behave, what to do, and how to handle them. Okay, if you just say my ten month old baby lick his finger, what should I do to stop him again, this is another habit. Uh, children lick their fingers for different reasons. Some of them, if you are uh if parents don't respond to them on time when they want to eat they, so they just start putting their hands in their mouth some some have not discovered something comforting for them, so it's a comforting um uh, they, some babies use it as a way of self-comforting, you know, suiting themselves to sleep and all that. Again, when it comes to behavior, you want to move that the right thing for the children. So I it's like children that tend to to lick their finger or or suck on their fingers, give them something to do with that finger or with that hand rather, and so they it will reduce their uh, tendency to the their mother. Also try and figure out when does the child tend to do that? Is it hard doing it when they're tired and they need to sleep? So they, they are using it to self-soothe themselves or is it doing when they're hungry. Because sometimes you figure out what is, what's normally triggered it off, then you can address that trigger itself. And that may also be helpful. For some children, no matter what you do, it's an abyss that they will outgrow on their own. So, But we don't recommend all this. You put plaster on the fingers, you put uh, a bitter leaf, all those things. It doesn't help. So don't, don't bother. Her. Please don't beat them. Don't um you know, the more you 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 try to stop them in a negative way, the more you're they're actually going to persist. So you have to look for distraction, alternatives, and things like that, you know. But usually most of them by time about between four to six years, we expect them to outgrow some of this uh, behavior. All right. I think I will just quickly. Um, Okay, let me take one more question and I'll go to histogram because our time is running fast. So, Florence is saying, doctors, don't say anything to us. Okay, okay, Florence is responding to my my comments that when you go to the hospital and your doctors give you medication, they should talk to you. You say here in Nigeria, doctor, don't talk, don't say anything to us. I don't believe that because I also worked in Nigeria before and I do definitely talk to my patients. Some of them are here, so you can ask them. Uh, they will just write those for you after you must have finished complaining to them. Uh, thank you, Ma, for you to know. I know that some hospitals, doctors are so busy and they have so many patients to see. But even if it's just one or two sentences, they hold you. That right or responsibility to give you that conversation. I don't know about other colleagues, but I think we pediatricians we do that a lot. We talk to you mothers, we do tell you what we are worried about, and I know it's part of what we should be doing. We, we always have this conversation. We do ward runs. We have conversation with parents, and all that. So, not to worry. I'm not here to defend the doctors, but I'm trying to tell you demand for it. Demand for your right that I have a right to know what is wrong with my child, I have a right to know, and if your doctor is not the type that agrees with that, then maybe you need to change a doctor, go for a doctor where you can have that kind of a conversation, Uh, you know, it's your right to know, we have what we call the patient's bill of rights, and I think maybe uh, during this year, I'm going to come again, I've had that conversation before with a lawyer, we need to come back again and what are your rights as a patient in the Nigerian hospital? What are your rights and what are your responsibilities? Because most of you want to get the word right, but you also have your responsibilities and what are the doctor's responsibilities? So we need to have that conversation because we cannot keep complaining, but if you want change, we have to be the change that we want to see. So when you begin to demand for it, then the doctors also know that they have to give you that uh, they have to listen to you and they have to explain to you. So there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so I'll quickly go back to my Instagram, people. Uh, Mental mama, I'm sorry if I didn't call you. Mental mama, okay. Okay, good evening. Is it true that some babies before six months don't get full with breast milk only? It is not true. And you are to have formula to it, not necessary, it's not true. Unless the mother is not bring, bring so unless a mother is not lactating. So mothers can lactate to breastfeed twins exclusively, and I'm not exaggerating, people have done it, it can be done. So, so there's no reason any single baby will not get full with breast milk. Okay, so that's not but of course we know that some mothers have uh lactation issues they're not producing enough so those mothers can be helped okay but the reason why most mothers don't produce enough to honest truth is when when baby, people start feeding babies they have this concept that oh i'm not lactating enough or oh, i'm worried about it when you're worried when you're anxious about your meat production you actually shut down your meat production it's, it's really a, a a it's a vicious cycle so a mother who worries that she's not producing enough breast milk is actually going to be the same mother who is not going to produce enough because you produce what we call stress hormones and stress hormones are anti-breastfeeding hormones so they kind of uh reduce your breastfeeding production because they get depression the oh we need to do we need to stress now we need to run we need to fly we need to get away from this stress, so we can't have time for production of breast milk. So I always, say, so whenever I'm answering this kind of question, I always tell mothers, relax, relax, relax. And people just think I'm just trying to make them feel better. No, I'm actually not just make, trying to make you feel better, which, of course, is part of what I'm trying to do. But it's actually part of the treatment because you need to relax. You need to be at rest for your breast milk to be produced. So it is very, very important that you don't stress. And I always say, new moms, Get all the help you need with all the house, all the other things, planning, ceremony, whatever, please, you just focus on resting and breastfeeding your baby. That's all the job that we want you to do. Let every other person do it because you are the only person that can breastfeed the baby. Every other people, they can do other things. They can run errands. The daddy can clean the house. They can do other things. But you as a mom, you are the only person who can breastfeed the baby, so we need you to rest, we need you to sleep, so when the grannies come for the Omugua, let them do all the other work, why you focus on resting and breastfeeding your baby, when your baby is sleeping, you go sleep when your baby is awake, you get awake and breastfeed and don't even worry about any other thing else, seriously, it's very very important, and that's why I love the African culture, that when you're a new mom you get help The grandparents come, but please don't let them take over the baby. Let them do the other work while you take care of the baby, because you are the only person that has breast milk. Every other person does not, so they can do every other thing. So you need to relax, and the more you breastfeed your baby, and breast milk is demand and supply. And that is why when you are having difficulty with lactation, don't jump to formula. If you quickly jump to formula, you're actually not going to produce breast milk. That is your unfortunate story. Because when you go to formula feeding, you, you don't put as much demand on the breast. And when you don't put as much demand on the breast, then the breast milk will not be produced. So in the so that's why some mothers when they now find it difficult to go back to breastfeeding. So just keep the more you breastfeed, the more you raise, take a lot of fluids and breastfeed, the more babies suck, the more it is the baby sucking that actually releases breast milk. So I always tell mothers because some mothers will tell me, I'm waiting for the uh I, I'm not breastfeeding because my milk has not come out. And I'm like, Your baby is your breast is waiting for the baby to suck, for the milk to come out. So you don't need to see milk before you breastfeed your baby. It's what's the other way around. It is when your baby suck on the breast. There's there's what we call the milk legs down. Then the brain gets it that we need milk now because the, the body does not produce for waste. Everything is on precision. So it is why your be suck. Oh, we need milk. Then meat comes. If your baby does not suck, the milk is not going to flow. And the more your baby suck, the more the meat that we produce. So those are all the little little things that people need to understand. And then you will not have fraud. I know we do we do a lot of. This during our breastfeeding week, you can watch our videos again on breastfeeding. The latch, latching the baby to the breast, is ninety-nine percent of breastfeeding. Your baby must be properly latched onto the breast. Some people just put the nipple in the excuse me. People put nipples only in the mouth of the baby. Baby will suck on the nipple. The milk will not flow because the milk is not on the nipple. The milk is under the areola. That black. Parts beyond your nipple, you must make sure the whole of that part is in your baby's mouth. So if your baby is sucking on the nipple, maybe get frustrated, they will bite you. Then you will develop nipple ulcers and pain, and then you also don't want to breastfeed again. (laughs) Then the milk is not going to flow, or there's congestion, and you know, you know. So, so breastfeeding is an art. It can be learned, and uh, we actually have what what people will call lactation consultants or. Um, they, are, they, they are available. I know we don't have many of them in Nigeria, but I think most of our matrons are, are very good with that. You need to be, as a new mom, you need to be supported to breastfeed. Unfortunately, in Nigeria, maybe not only in Nigeria, but unfortunately, sometimes the grannies are just putting so much pressure on you. Tell go and buy formula because that gives them opportunity to feed the baby and take the baby away from you. And that's what they really want to do. So you don't have as much, they will just take over the baby from you. They keep putting those pressure on you, which is not right. So they should be supporting you to breastfeed your baby. They should not be forcing you to go and use formula so that they can hold the baby and feed the baby, and you can just take the baby away from you. It's a, it's a little bit severe, uh, you know. So. You you need to make up your mind, I want to feed my baby, and you have to make up your mind before you have your baby. Because once you make I found out if you've made up your mind, I'm going to breastfeed and I'm going to exclusive breastfeed, you will do it. But if you are not made up your mind and the people around you, the grannies and all that, they come around and say, mm, Go and my baby, this baby is not full. Go and buy formula. That is the end of breastfeeding because it's not going to work. You're not going to lactate more. The grannies took over, and that's it. So it's a matter of, it's a personal decision, you know. So whichever way you feed your baby, there's no issue, but the issue is that the benefits your baby gets from exclusive breastfeeding, you're not going to get it. So that's why we encourage you. We always encourage you to do the best. <laughs> Whether you like, we just encourage you to do the best. Of course, we're not going to force you. It's not a law that if you don't do it, We're not going to beat you, but we want your baby to have the best. We don't want you to come and visit us all the time because maybe it's having diarrhea, maybe it's having pneumonia, maybe it's having... All those things can be prevented by breastfeeding, which is why we recommend exclusive breastfeeding. So it's not because we we don't want you to spend money on formula, but because we want your baby to have the best. So And I don't know why anybody will see the best and will give you second best. So that is just... So that is what I would recommend. Um... I always go overboard when I go on breastfeeding. Okay, Miss Gracie says she has six already, four. Pound. Okay, I think we have answered your question. Don't worry about the, the, the teeth, the number, how they come is fine as long as the teeth are there. NK is saying, good evening, dog. My baby is one year, three months, drinks water so frequently. Okay, he asks for water every 15 to 30 minutes. I want to know if it's okay. I, I want to also know if it's okay. How much water does your baby take all together in, in a day? So if your baby taking too much water, you no? Know, like it's your baby having what we call excessive tests, so we need to check that because it could be a sign of other problems. Like, for example, a child who has diabetes will always want to drink water or some other diabetes. We have two types of diabetes. We have diabetes mellitus. We have diabetes insipidus. So one of the common thing with both of them is that the children can have excessive tests and drinking water. So I we didn't want to know whether is it just an habit for your baby or is this like the child really has a medical issue. So it's better we know number no, one in the 24-hour period how much water did the baby take. If you don't give the baby the water, what will happen? And when the baby takes the water, what quantity does the child take? We may want to check the urine, we may want to do some other tests. So I would rather you see one of our colleagues for, for that evaluation it may not be any issues i'm sure we just like drinking water but we just have to make sure there's also not something we should be doing something about okay Malara say can i use uh, multivitamin for my 11-month-old baby to recover from malaria and infection treatment multivitamin is not going to it's not a recovery for anything <laughs> multivitamin is just multivitamin you're trying to take multivitamins which they can get in their food anyway. But if you are not sure you're giving the right food or they're not eating enough of fruits and veggies, you are welcome to give uh, multivitamins. That's okay. Um okay, I think I'll finish. Uh, okay, no, let's not finish. Um, let say, can I add sugar to my six-month-old baby pop? Yes, you can. Just a little to taste, but please go through our complimentary reading pro uh uh, teaching last week it will help. Uh, hair yeah, is in a three months old baby. pool. is it okay? Baby just swallow the hair. It means baby swallow the hair, so just make sure your baby is not pulling on their hair and putting it in their mouth. So mm-hmm. it is not okay. But you just, but it's not like we need to run around the to the hospital. So you just make sure you just avoid baby putting hair in their mouth. That's all. Uh, Demi, what are the likely causes of uh, hair itching? In a six month old baby, uh, it may, sometimes baby may have hair infection. So you need to make sure a doctor have a look, especially if you touch the hair, it's paining them as well. So, but sometimes it just be the child has, like if you are using oil on the baby's head and it's dripping down and it's irritating the baby's head, baby hair, maybe can scratch it as well. So we just need to make sure a doctor check it out. Okay, Mrs. Nguan, say, good evening, dog. What can my 16-month-old baby be introduced to the regular family bath soap we use? Your baby can take use any bath, any soap, even from day one, as long as the child is not allergic to it. There's no special soap for babies. It's the same toilet soap. It's soap that the baby does not have any allergies to, so you are free to use it. Unless your baby has sensitive skin, and you've been recommended to use any specific soap. Otherwise, your baby can use any soap. Um, I've 108. 08. So my baby's birth weight was 1.9, born pre time Okay, current weight is 5.5. I am not going to able to answer this question. You didn't tell me how old your baby is now, but you just said your baby was born 1.9. Now, baby is 5.5, but you've not given me any reference, so... How old is your baby now? If I don't know how old your baby is, I won't know whether the weight is okay or not. So, whenever you ask a question, you must always put the age of your baby. Uh, and Mia I did say, um, maybe a one year three mother doesn't like to take formula. Okay. Since I weaned her, she's eating other food, but no to make, except I had more tea than really. Okay. Number one, your baby does not need to take formula. Your baby some breast milk. Your baby can take breast milk up to the age of two years, and the baby does not have to take formula. Number two, your baby can take the adult milk, the normal milk that you take from the age of one year. What we otherwise would call cow milk. Your baby can take it from the age of one year, so the baby does not need to take formula as one year. But please don't add more. And so let's not introduce our babies to junk food. Ellie, all those things are not good. And mothers will always say, oh, why is he taking this? Why is he taking? We are the one that introduce them to those things. Don't, let's not do that. So let your baby take normal food, take milk. There are other ways of taking milk. Baby doesn't have to drink the milk. You can put the milk in the food. You make cereal. You add milk to it. You can use it to make your pancakes and all those kind of things. So there are many ways you can add food and uh, milk to food without baby normally eating it or drinking it as a, as normal milk drink. You know you can make it into smoothies. You can make it. You know mix it. I mean with your fruits and all that. So there are ways of giving milk without necessarily drinking it. So if it's a baby that doesn't like to drink. Uh, milk so I hope that is helpful okay IV saying your baby was uh 5.5 at 14 weeks okay so the next question you need to answer is what is your baby's um, when did you have your baby how many weeks was your pregnancy because we need to calculate the corrected age of your baby so your baby was born 1.9 preterm how preterm was your baby so we need to calculate that so because we will monitor the weight versus the corrected, uh, age. Okay, Olufumsi has dropped a question there. I say, said, uh, what could be the cause of vomiting in six months old? Is there a sign of teething?" Okay, so, um, vomiting is not teething. Teething does not cause vomiting, but there are many other things that can cause vomiting. From something as simple as a child having too much to eat, uh, to indigestion, to things that are very serious like the child is any sickness, in malaria, infection, any of them can come with vomiting. So there are many things there. So we we are not looking at the vomiting alone, in isolation. What are the other things with the vomiting? Is the child also not, you know, feeling well, kind of having fever in your hand, and you know, it's most likely infection, or is it a child that? you know, vomited, okay, six months old, have you just started giving complimentary fees or you're overfeeding and maybe is taking too much and vomited, is it just once or many episodes of vomiting, you know, so that's of question the doctor will ask you to be able to now know the cause of the vomiting. So I hope that's helpful. So, but teaching does not cause vomiting in children. So let's um, uh, leave that out of it. Okay, I'm, I'm happy that I've answered Instagram people's question. I let me go back to Facebook and then we'll wrap up because it's time already. <laughs> so, But I'll answer all the questions that have come in now. Please don't drop more questions because time is up. But let's answer those that have come in before seven. Uh, is there any side effect to breastfeeding when lying down? There is none. As long as you know how to do it, so, please, before you can breastfeed your baby lying down, make sure you know how to do it. It's a technique, it's a skill. Some people are doing it to you use the old breast to block baby's nose, or you put the milk inside the nose or inside the hair. Please don't do that. So, if you are not yet very, if you have not mastered the process of putting the, 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 the breast in the mouth of baby without blocking their nose and the milk not going into their ears, you know. <laughs> So if you have done massage, please sit up and breastfeed. Do the breastfeeding that you are comfortable with. Usually, as children get so there, some of them are even able to go by themselves, take the breasts and suck, and you, you they don't they won't bother. So, but, but it's a technique that you must know how to do. Okay. Uh faithfulness I can. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, happy new year. If my baby next lecture is this week, on the day she's to complete six months. Can she take it next week? Okay. Anyway, there's really no immunization months, to be honest. So I don't know why they want to see you. Maybe they want to give you vitamin A or something. But there's really no immunization assistance. But if you miss immunization, you can always go back and take it. But please don't deliberately miss your immunization. So I don't want people to now say, okay, Dr. me said that we can always take our immunization anytime. So you deliberately don't go for immunization. Please, it's very important that you go for immunization as at due. But if you miss it for very important reasons, you can always go and do what we call a catch up. So, but don't deliberately miss it so that you will not go and catch up. Okay. Always right. so, See, good evening. Uh, can someone prepare whole egg banana and mix together for a baby of 20 months old? You can. Uh, it's 11.3 kg okay for a baby of his weight, it is okay, perfectly okay. Um Muhammad, I have cracked nipples for three weeks, yeah. And my baby refused to suck. Now I notice a lump around the like, other. what should I do? So when you have cracked nipple, if, the, all that you've told me uh, is because you have... Is, 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 I think I've answered your question when I was talking about breastfeeding. Is due to poor attachment of your baby to the breast. So your baby was sucking on the nipple. The baby is getting frustrated, and that's what causes those uh, cracked nipples. So and then now you have had what we call like um those lumps you're feeling in your breast is the is uh is it because the breast meat was con-, con you know you know it has become congealed or you know so that is what is forming like a lump. the breast that needs to come out on that they realized they didn't come out so they've kind of lumped there so but they see the solution is still true you can use warm compress to press it out And you know, it will come out, but you keep allowing your baby to suck on the breast. Initially, it will be painful for you, but because you have some wounds around there, initially sometimes we sometimes it depends on how bad the crack nipples are. If it's really bad, we'll be wanting to rest that breast and express, express until it is fully healed. Then you can put your baby back to the breast, but you still need to keep the lactation going, otherwise. Your baby, your breast production is going to stop because. And I actually wanted to ask you, how is your baby feeling for the past three weeks? Because you say your baby refuses to suck, so you really need to see a pediatrician quickly. If you still really want to breastfeed, or that breast we just shut down completely its production of breast milk, so you may need help. We have videos also on what to do with nipple pain and all that. But you need to, for now, if you are not able to breastfeed directly from the breast. Because of the crack nipple pain, just express. You can just use a warm cloth, uh, you put a cloth in warm water, squeeze it out, and just put it on the breast. And you know it will kind of melt all those uh, congealed part of the breast and express the milk out. And you can feed your baby with the express breast milk. Then when your nipples are healed, you can let baby suck directly from the breast. Okay, hello, I think I've answered your question. Uh, Florence, any of Okay, I've answered your question. Uh to other year old cough when sleeping, either during the day or at night. Okay. Yeah, so you need to see a pediatrician. There was there's something irritating your baby. So it may be that maybe when baby is sleeping, there's what we call postnatal drip. I don't want to use medical jargon but your something that happened during sleep, we need to examine the baby and check the hairway, whatever is irritating and causing the child to cough when sleeping. Okay, uh, another Facebook user say maybe 16 weeks uh, on exclusive breast. I saw hair in his pool. I think I've answered enough questions about hair in the pool. So your babies are swallowing the hair. So stop allowing them to swallow their hair. That's all. Um, a nursing mother was diagnosed with COVID, has a five month old baby, actually going to breastfeed. Uh, for now, I think it's a little bit tricky because the baby is also at risk of catching COVID. But the challenge the issue is that most babies uh, most children don't have bad issues with COVID. So um it depends really. I'm not I don't think there's any uh explicit guidelines here. So for me, I think she can keep breastfeeding, but if you are not comfortable, you can just let the baby be on formula until the mom recovers. But Because we don't know, the baby may already have the COVID anyway. Did they test the baby as well? Those are the important questions we need to ask. The baby is already positive. There's really no any extra advantage. The mom may as well just breastfeed as well. So so ask your doctor treating the mom what to do. But I expect that every household contact should be tested as well, including the baby. And that will also help. If if the baby is already positive, then mom should just keep breastfeeding. and, And it's very unlikely baby. If it is on EBM, baby is in contact with the mom all the time. So the chances that baby also catch it is very high as well. Okay. Uh, good evening. Happy New Year. Uh, my baby's weight at one year, seven kilos, three years, 12 kilos. The weight is, is the weight okay? So the weight, so we have HAPS on. Um, how to know your baby's are the weights. You also have this immunization card. There's a part of it that is weights that you can just you know plot the you can trace the weights to the age of the child, and you'll see whether the child is in the normal center or is below and all that. So I encourage people to use those things so that you don't always have to ask which addition is the weight okay, is the weight okay? You can actually do it by yourself. And these days there are a lot of herbs for. Checking, you can just put it online, you know, into those tabs you put the weight the age of your child, it will tell you straight away whether it's fine or not. So, but usually for a three-year old, we expect them to weigh around 14 kilos. So, 12 kilos is not so bad, but your baby has always been small anyway. So, it's like baby is still following in his own, uh, what we call his own center, but I'm not worried about it, but I, I really should be around um um 14 kilos. So, Tolu, I think I've answered your question. Uh, faithfulness, okay. uh, can Can I make variety of my baby's food? Store in the fridge, bring it out and microwave it when she wants to eat. No, please, for a six-month old, we don't want you to microwave their food as much as possible because microwave does not eat evenly. That's number one. So, you, you, you can have pockets of very cold and pockets of very hot that can burn their tongue. So, it's better you you warm it on you you, you, you make it just before the baby eats it or you um you even if you bring it out of the fridge you warm it with hot water or you warm it again on on your on, you know on your cook, cooker or whatever you're using to cook rather than microwaving. You have to be very very careful microwave so that you don't end of the child getting born so that's number one number two your six month old is just starting complementary feeding and they're only going to be taking small quantities so i don't really see why we need to make a lot of food down for a six month old you when you are ready to feed them just make that quantity they need they are going to be taking like half a cup of complementary food maybe twice in a day that's all the six month old is going to take so there's no most of their food is still going to be Breast milk, eighty percent. So the complementary feeding is just twice in a day for its, for its, for a six month old, and it's just half a cup. So there's no rush. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any uh, need for making food so long. You can have the raw thing. Like if it's your partner, you have it in your fridge. And when you're ready, you cook it just before you feed the baby. It's easier and it's safer and it's fresh. So because the challenge with stored food is contamination so please um faithfulness if you have not done our complimentary feeding guide please go through it and listen to the one i did last week i think it'd be very helpful for you okay engineer joe good evening good evening doctor Uh, my two weeks old baby has a soft spot that runs from the middle of her head to the back okay um the front part is soft which i know is the front side of the middle and the back part it's also soft. It's easy. It's not Why It's not easy. It's not anything. So there's space in between the baby's head or skull bones. We call them sutures. So there they are spaces that allow... So it is not only... The front is a round part, but in between each of the bone, we also have what we call sutures. Those are the ones that can run from the front to the back and all that. There are different kinds of sutures. So there are spaces that allow for the brain to grow because your baby's brain is growing the skull bone has to enlarge so if it is fused if it is not if there are those are not there the baby's head will not be able to grow and it will be very small so there's absolutely nothing wrong with your baby there's nothing to be cleared these are normal structures in the baby's head and just leave it alone all right so no need to worry uh, Florence again, my 11 month old baby brought bring out saliva after eating because he will not close his mouth. It takes like 15 minutes before he will cover his mouth. What could be wrong? I, I don't think anything is wrong. Sometimes it's just an habit. So just encourage the child to close the mouth, just give him something to wipe off the saliva. Uh, I don't, I will not worry about it unless the child is really, really bringing out saliva and you have to put the bib, and you have to change the bib several times in a day, which we tend to see in sometimes in children who have some um, medical issues or developmental issues because they cannot swallow their saliva, so they keep on, you know, drooling a lot of saliva. Those are Yeah, even for them, too, most of the time, we really don't do much, unless it's really very bad, and we have to give them medication to kind of reduce the amounts of saliva being produced. Or we may need to do surgery sometimes, So, but we really don't want to go that far unless it is really, really bad. Anyway, so, but I don't think your child fits into that category because it says it's just something that happens for a short while and stop. So just encourage her, you, close your mouth, give him uh, something to wipe his mouth, and just let it be. Okay, kind. They say my son had fungal infection on his leg. Doctor gave him drugs, can you? Cocoa butter. The problem is now that the cocoa is bleaching him. I stopped. What is your view? I I don't have a view. I think you should just go back to your doctor because I may not necessarily agree with your doctor. Uh, I I don't know what your doctor saw. So, but since it was your doctor that saw the child, that make recommendations. If things are not better, you should go back to your doctors. For example, I'm not going to treat skin. I'm not going to treat a fungal infection with skin ale because skin ale is a triple action drug, it has steroids. I actually think maybe it's the steroid bleaching your baby rather than the cocoa butter that you're talking about. So that is why I really think you should go back to your doctor and have that conversation with the doctor. But just for your information, skinning, it is not just an antifungal medication there are other things in skin nail, So we pediatricians prefer to use only the specific thing we want. So if I want to use an antifungal, I'm going to go for a medication that is purely antifungal. If I want to use something that is steroidal, I'm going to go for something completely steroidal. I don't tend to use uh, triple action drugs. And I think the dermatologists don't like it as well. So, But we didn't know what your doctor saw. Maybe your doctor saw an, something that is... A mix of two things. Maybe there's a, uh, for example, an allergic skin condition with say secondary fungal infection. So it's difficult to to say why a doctor take a decision without seeing what the doctor saw. So we cannot even comment about that. So, but I don't think it's cocoa butter your child. I think you should go back to your doctor and let your doctor uh do a follow-up review and tell you what next to do and you can actually see a dermatologist who is the experts. if you are not satisfied uh with your doctor okay uh pressure saying good evening i noticed sometimes Maybe said like pimple when i touch it, she doesn't cry so i assume it is not painful however should i be worried i, I won't be able to say what to do because i need to see this structure myself. So I'd rather say, can you send us a picture on our Facebook group so that we can have a look at that pimple? Is this a swelling? I'm not really sure what it is. You didn't tell me how big it is so and which part of the head. You, you, the information you provided is not very specific enough for me to even offer any advice. The first thing I want to do is to see what you saw and then we can both agree on what exactly it is and then we can advice you further okay so precious is to consider. maybe have full thick strong hair use coconut oil come there when it is wet please can i use baby hair products for natural hair like leave-in conditioner it's four months old four months and five days old please don't for a four months five days old baby just wash the hair with shampoo baby hair shampoo and use the natural oil coconut oil or shea butter, whatever, and comb it. If you think the hair is becoming plenty, you can break them into small pieces and use ruffles. But please don't start using unnecessary products on a four-month-old baby's hair. It's too early because some of those products, they have chemicals in them. They can be absorbed into into the skin. They can cause harm. So please just wash baby's hair with shampoo, use natural oil, coconut oil, whatever oil, olive oil is fine, and just leave it, it's okay? So please be careful of products on your baby's hair, okay? Um, Facebook user, uh, my baby, four, clock four months, uh, her weight is 7.6, uh, I notice the stocking has reduced, um i'm trying to <laughs> i'm going to read fast when he's feeding during the day it's always distracted everybody move when people move around. He moves now okay yeah it's really reduced i i really think you're worried too much i think your baby's weight is fine your Baby's is already weighing almost eight kilos at 15 weeks so maybe it's north up to four months and maybe it's almost it's as maybe as double his birth weights already that baby is eating enough. So just leave the baby alone. Your baby, as they get older, they eat, uh, they suck better. So with a little suck, they can take more breast milk than they would take when they were one month old. So what doctors work by is the weight of the child. So this child, we expect baby to double their breast weight as five to six months. Your baby is not yet four months and has already doubled the weight. So the baby is eating enough. Don't worry about it and i think you uh you should just relax and let the baby be i'm not worried about your baby's weight at all. all right uh the baby of eight weeks has rashes on the face uh, just leave it alone but if you are worried you need to see we need to see the rash we cannot recommend anything for rashes without saying it baby of nine months will not swallow the steam vegetable i i had which for her she only takes away with zamala that's good what can I do for her with other vegetables? She doesn't need to take too many different vegetables. If she's taking the waydo, that's okay. You don't need to. The other vegetables, for example, if you are doing porridge, you can cut it into tiny bits and put it inside your porridge, your yam porridge, for example. That's another way. Even the other vegetables, you can cut little bits of it inside your waydo, because obviously, the child wants something that can flow. And I am happy your baby taking the The Baby does not have to eat 10 different kinds of vegetables. As long as the child is eating one particular one, just do more of what the child likes until the child is happy to to add another one on top. So that's most important thing. So those are some of the principles we talk about on complementary feeding. You may want to listen to it as well, okay? I can't remember your question, but obviously you've asked me a question before about the age of your baby, but I can't remember what the question is. Uh, Okay, so if I've answered your question and didn't give you the right answer, you may just want to put it on our Facebook group. If I've asked you for the weight, the age of your baby or something like that, but I can't even see your old question though. So um, okay, okay, yes, okay. You are the one that's talking about your son with skin, right? Okay, I think I've answered your question. It doesn't matter the age. You need to go back see your pediatrician or your doctor. And if you are not happy with your doctor, you can see a dermatologist. That's the best person to say. Um, engineer, okay. I think I've answered engineer. I do this question. I've answered your question uh the the, the link for last week isn't opening it's 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 open i've tried it can you try it on a full facebook app okay but i will check it again but i try to open it and make sure you have a listening uh i think because an audio but you can also do our guide session on um on uh on our facebook group as well okay i don't know but i think i try to listen to it i will check it again anyway I'll, i'll let you know final question probably was early last time maybe a one year three months fell hit his head against a meta had a little swelling but up still now the swelling has soon gone down i'm saying of course it's not going to disappear he's going to take time because you don't be eating on the meta, there's bleeding there's um jammy even i've had a fracture that has caused some um, you know, that part of what we call healing, callous bone, new bone is being formed, things are being formed around that area. So it takes time for the body to smoothen them. As long as it's not painful, it's not causing any harm, just leave it alone. But definitely a fall is really significant. And please don't allow the baby to fall again. No, please, please, please. It's very important because a fall with head injury, is it can make a difference between life and death for babies. So we really, really plead with you. Not so somebody's asking me, I want to like to know more about complementary feeding. Very good. We already talked about it last week, and they say you can check it again on our Facebook group, and you can listen to the audio. You can also go to our uh, guide section, and it is guide two. So on that, guys, we have a article that you can download and read. We also have like four or five videos, I think five or six of them, usually less than 10 minutes that you can watch what to give your baby, how to give it, how, how much to give, what kind of food to give, everything, every question you want to ask about complementary feeding, including what not to give, all the junks, they are all there. So I really recommend that you watch those uh, videos. Okay, I think I'll finish answering everybody's question. Uh, uh, somebody say, uh, you always look approachable during live videos than when you reply to post online. You don't understand because when you are reading my post, you are only reading, you are not getting my expression, you are not getting my tone of voice, you are not getting my mannerism. 80% of conversation is non-verbal. So when you are reading my <laughs> verbal writing, you don't know the way whether I'm smiling when I was writing this, whether I'm not. So don't take, don't, don't take it personal I, I don't have any issue. The way I am hands-free, you know, is the same way when I rise. I, I just want to read, get the information, and move on with it. So Thank you for the feedback. All the same. All right. I uh, think that is all. Okay. Vidra, uh, someone say, my baby has cough, Uh, He got it from you. Most of them are viral infection, It will go away, but if it doesn't go away in two weeks or child has fever, you have to see. Your doctor has well, okay. I don't know which road that is asking about watermelon. Your maybe it's not up to six months. Don't give watermelon. No, if seven months old. You can give watermelon. Okay, yes, I think I've answered everybody's question. Okay, but okay, IVs. did you tell me how your baby was born? Okay, I I, I would think your baby weighing five point five at 14 weeks is fine, but you need to tell me what is the was already born at 32 weeks, 28 weeks, so that I can calculate the corrected age and then I can figure it out, but it's okay if at 14 weeks. Even for a time, baby, 5.5 is not bad, so I won't worry so much about it. All right, thank you, everyone. I think I've gone 30 minutes over the time, but at least I've answered everybody's question. Thank you so much for watching. But like we said, if you still have any question, you can always ask on our facebook groups from monday to saturdays 24 hours we will answer your question if it's children health on ask the pediatricians if it is adult atp family if you are looking for psychological support following loss of pregnancy or child you can ask on ATP uh still a mom and of course if you want to have a consultation some of our ATP professionals, not only myself, all the other professionals are available for chat, for video consultation, even for face-to-face consultation, only in Lagos. You can also send us a WhatsApp message or email, or uh, send us the email at ATP, And of course, you are welcome to support all our outreaches. Our card numbers are there and also available on our website. And... Follow us, please. Encourage your friends to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Uh, where else? And you can also read articles on our website. So this program comes to you every Monday, 6 p.m., but on our face- various Facebook groups, we also have group discussions Wednesdays or other days We at right time step. You can also learn from those platforms as well so thank you so much for joining me thank you for listening and i'll see you next week by girls grace and it's bye for me from here thank you everybody all right thank you so much bye